Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطُلَ بَاطُلًا وَارْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابَ Rabbi işrah li sadri ve yessir li emri vahlul uqdeten min lisani yafqahu qavli Esselamu aleykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series This is Mustafa Tuna You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Uh, you, if you have a podcast app, please subscribe so that you can regularly receive the episodes, inshallah. A rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today, which is the 20th word, is posted at this website. Uh, you can go to the podcasts, then the words, then the 20th word, then you can scroll down to the relevant section. The 20th word is about the Qur'an, about the miraculousness of the Qur'an. We can think of it as an introduction to the subject of the, the Qur'an's miraculousness. Um, and it specifically addresses two issues it has two stations we have been reading the first station here a question that had appeared to Ustad Nursi which he considers to be a whispering from the, from uh, Satan is answered and the question is how is it that the Quran which is divine eternal speech such a lofty thing mentions such ordinary things as the crumbling of rocks, the slaughtering of a cow, um, you know, etc., etc. It does not see, at least Satan does not see the profound wisdom and meaning in these, uh, in these passages in the Quran. Or perhaps it sees, but it wants to hide it from human beings, and therefore casts this doubt in the heart. And Ustad Nursi shows us in this in this treatise how miraculous those expressions, those passages in the Quran actually are. And while they point to um, natural phenomena, they are also offering important metaphysical lessons so that's the first station that we have been thinking about the second station is going to be about um, miracles of prophets mentioned in the quran uh, we have read the the first and second sections of the first station we read most of the uh, third section of the first station and inshallah we will try to finish that today now as almost all of Ustad Nursi's treatises are. This treatise is also based on, inspired by some verses uh, from the Quran, and those verses are as follows. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa idh kulna lil malaikatis judu li adama fasajadu illa iblis. When we told the angels prostrate before Adam. They all prostrated, but not Iblis. This is uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Quran, verse 34, or from this verse. Inna allaha ya'murukum an God commands you to slaughter a cow. Same chapter, the second chapter of the Quran, verse 67. Then 
Even after that, your hearts hardened like, like rocks or even harder than that. And this is, uh, again, Surah Al-Baqarah, second chapter, verse 74. And the third section of uh, this treatise that we have been reading is about this last verse. But at the beginning of this third section, when Ustad Nursi uh, quotes this, this verse, he quotes the full verse, so we will recite that too, inshallah. Astaghfirullah. billah. ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ فَهِيَ كَالْحَجَارَةِ أَوْ أَشَدُّ قَسْوَةِ وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارُ وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّقَّقُ فَيَحْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْمَاءُ وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَهْبِطُ مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ وَمَا اللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا تَعَمَلُونَ Even after that, your hearts become as hard as rocks, or even harder, for there are rocks from which streams spring out, and some from which water comes when they split open, and others which fall down in awe of God. He is not unaware of what you do. Once again, this is uh, from Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Quran, verse 74. And the continuation of Ustad Nursi's commentary on, on uh, this verse is as follows. İşte şu üç ayetin hikmet noktayı nazarında ne kadar kıymetler olduğunu gördünüz. Şimdi bakınız, Kur'an'ın letafeti beyanına ve icazı belagatine. Nasıl şu zikrolunan büyük ve geniş ve ehemmiyetli hakikatlerin uçlarını üç fıkra içinde üç vakıa-i meşhure ve meşhude ile gösteriyor. Ve medar-ı ibret üç hadise-i uhrayı hatırlatmakla latif bir irşad yapar, mukavemetsuz bir zecreder. So you saw how precious these three verses are from the point of view of wisdom. Now, the word uh, wisdom can be used in more than one census in the uh, Risale-i Nur, Ustad Nursi's writings. Here it appears more, uh, it appears to be more about, uh, in reference to sciences, the human understanding of how things work, how things relate to one another. And the way things relate to one another relates or originates from the way that they are created and by explicating explaining that inter in, interconnectivity that um, things serve to to one another how one thing serves to the materialization realization of something else by elucidating that in such eloquent and precise, uh, in, in such an eloquent and precise uh, manner, God shows in the Quran that He is the one who made these. Only the one who made them can know. In addition to that, now look at the subtle beauty of the Quran's exposition and the miraculousness of its eloquence. How it shows the tips of these great, broad and important realities with three well-known and observable events in three passages. Three expressions. Small, brief phrases, but they, they you know, point to, in such a concise manner, they point to explain tremendous affairs that are going on. How the Quran offers subtle rightful guidance by reminding about three other incidents worth heeding. Now, it does not only talk about these well-known observable events and show the, the, the, the pro profound realities that are related to them, but it is also pointing to, by mentioning them, it's also pointing to other uh, incidents that are worth heeding because once you heed them you will receive guidance from it and how it restrains in an irresistible 
way. It explains things in such a way that you, you cannot have better, you cannot object to it. Mesela, ikinci fıkrada der. وَإِمْنَ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّقَّكُ فَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ For example, it says in the second passage, and some from which water comes when they split open. Şu fıkra ile Hz. Musa aleyhisselamın asasına karşı kemali şevkle inşikak edip 12 gözünden 12 çeşme akıtan taşa işaret etmekle şöyle bir manayı ifham ediyor ve manen diyor. In this passage, by pointing to the rock that split with perfect enthusiasm under the staff of Hazreti Musa, Moses aleyhisselam, and poured forth or gushed forth 12 fountains, it conveys a meaning like the following and says metaphysically. Now, the passage refers to that among them there are rocks that split open and then you know, water comes. This is an ordinary phenomenon, and we are using the word ordinary in quotation mark, marks, i.e. this is something that we see all around us in the, in the world, when we travel the earth and observe its physical uh, features, we see it, it's happening all around. But there is one occasion that the Quran narrates to us in which it happened in such a way that it was miraculous. Musa salam, Sayyiduna Musa, struck the rock with his staff following God's command and water came forth from that poured forth from that not only one fountain but 12 fountains came each for each of the tribes of the Israelites children of Israel now by reminding us about this incident the Quran conveys a meaning like the following and says metaphysically right there is a there is a signification here it is not literal but there is an indication it is pointing to this ey beni israil bir tek mucize-i musa'ya karşı aleyhisselam koca taşlar yumuşar parçalanır ya haşyetinden veya sürurundan ağlayarak sel gibi yaş akıttığı halde hangi insafla bütün mucizat-ı museviyeye aleyhisselam karşı temerrüt ederek ağlamayıp gözünüz cumud ve kalbiniz katılık ediyor all the children of Israel, while massive rocks soften up and split apart with a single miracle of Moses Musa and they cry out of oh or joy pouring out flood like tears. Now of course th this is metaphorical, right? The the rocks are not um actually crying, but the way that they pour forth water like flood is as if they are crying out of oh in the uh, inanimate lifeless realm of rocks what's happening there corresponds to crying out of joy or oh in our human realm now while you see this while massive rocks soften up and split apart with a single miracle of Moses and they cry out of awe or joy pouring out flood like tears how is it that you are so unfair in keeping your recalcitrance and not crying with solidified eyes and hardened hearts in the face of all the miracles of Moses it's not only one miracle Moses has lots of miracles his white hand, that the staff becomes uh, a snake, uh, that the, the sea splits apart and they go through, etc. etc. Moses has lots of miracles and they know about these. Some of them they have seen, right? But this is an address to the uh, you know, children of Israel. You have seen all of these. How can you still remain recalcitrant? How can you still have solid eyes, solidified eyes, frozen, tearless eyes, and hardened hearts in the face of all the miracles of Moses. Of course, by extension, this could also be, you know, all Muslims. 
Your Prophet وسلم, has had so many miracles. More than a thousand are narrated to us. Some of them we continue to see because his you know, most important and lasting miracle is the Quran and the Quran shows it's, it becomes fresher and fresher as time goes by because we discover things and then the things that we discover then we turn to the Quran and find oh it was here it was here all the time in plain sight but because we did not understand what it corresponds to in the outer reality we do not grasp this aspect of the meaning and then we are you know we, we find ourselves in a, in a situation in a state where we cannot object to the miraculousness of the Quran it incapacitates us Right? It is continuing. We continue to see this. How can we remain recalcitrant, not softened up, not falling to prostration before the Lord who sent Prophet Muhammad as his messenger and prophet? How is our faith not um, strengthened? By learning about these miracles, his you know over a thousand miracles that water gushed forth from between his fingers, not rock, but fingers. Right? They say the best water is the water that gushed forth from between his fingers because, yes, this is miraculous. Moses, uh, Musa alayhi salam, struck the rock and water gushed forth, but water does gush forth, spring from rocks. Water does not spring forth from between fingers. So this is a higher level of miracle that was given to the Prophet, our you know, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the beloved of God, right? That food was sufficient for many people, and that uh, the, the dab lizard talks, tree comes to him, the moon splits, he was taken to the to the furthest reach in the creation in his mi'raj ascension, prophetic ascension. Angels came and fought with the believers in some of the battles. The camel talked to him. Pebbles did dhikr, remembrance of God, in his palm. Clouds uh, shaded him. And so on and so forth. There are all these miracles that we see in the in the life of our Prophet. How are we? How are we not affected by this? Hem üçüncü fıkrada der Wa inna min halama yahbitu min Lama yahbitu min Also it says in the third passage. وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَحْبِتُ مِنْ حَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ And others which fall down in awe of God. Şu fıkra ile Tur-i Sina'daki Münacat-ı Museviyede aleyhisselam vuku bulan tecelliye-i celaliye heybetinden koca dağ parçalanıp dağılması ve o haşyetten taşların etrafa yuvarlanması olan vakı-ay-i meşhure ihtarla şöyle bir manaya ders veriyor ki Now in this passage, in this uh, phrase by reminding about how the massive mountain crumbled apart and scattered around out of the grandeur of majestic manifestation and how rocks rolled away with the awe at the, at the time of the famous event of the colloquy of Moses السلام, on Mount Sinai, it teaches the following meaning. Now this again is a, uh, an event that we learn uh, from the Quran that Musa السلام, goes to Mount Sinai uh, there he is in in this colloquy. He's talking with God, and God is talking to him, and he wants to see God. Now, not that you know he doesn't believe uh, that God exists, and you know God has a reality, and therefore he wants to see and be assured by this. No, God is beautiful, right? He must have had that yearning. Uh, to see God. In addition to perhaps we can think about it uh, similar to uh, Ibrahim asking God to bring 
dead birds to life so that his heart finds you know further assurance right so he wants to see god asks god to see him and god said well you cannot see me but look at this mountain and when god manifests himself in his majesty to the mountain the mountain crumbles apart and rocks scatter scatter around now that rocks crumble and fall from the elevations of mountains well that happens that's an ordinary thing again ordinary in quotation marks in the sense that when we go around the earth and examine its physical features this is something that we see right but it is also pointing to this specific incident that is mentioned in the quran right it is bringing that to mind uh, the the incident of musa on mount sinai then Ustad Nusi says, by pointing to that, by bringing that to mind, it teaches the following meaning. Ey kavmi Musa, nasıl Allah'tan korkmuyorsunuz? Halbuki taşlardan ibaret olan dağlar, onun haşyetinden ezilip dağılıyor. Ve sizden ahz-ı misak için üstünüzde cebeli turu tuttuğunu, hem talebi rüyet hadisesinde dağın parçalanmasını bilip ve gördüğünüz halde, ne cesaretle onun haşyetinden titremeyip kalbinizi katılık ve kasavette bulunduruyorsunuz? Oh the people of Moses! Oh the people of Moses! How is it that you do not fear God? Even mountains composed of rocks crush and scatter out of his awe. Even mountains composed of rocks crush and scatter out scatter out of his awe. How do you find the courage to not tremble with his awe and to keep your hearts rigid and hard while you know and have seen that he held Mount Sinai over you? Now this is another incident uh, it, it, that, that happened with the people of Musa salam, right? God holds Mount Sinai over them to take the covenant. So they they give a covenant to God there and that the and, and later they um, they break the covenant right more than once and that the mountain crumbled in the incident of the request of vision the request of vision that Musa السلام, wanted to see God now at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam especially in Medina there were uh, many Jews and they were addressees of the Quranic message too. Some of them received it and became Muslim. They came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, took the uh, shahada testimony of faith, became Muslim, and even you know even uh, one of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is of Jewish origin, right? But there were others who um, resisted the message, even though. We understand from the narrations that they knew that the Prophet ﷺ was the messenger of God. They knew because they had their books, they had their narrations. They were expecting a messenger to uh, to come. Uh, the mushrikeen, the polytheists of Mecca, even go to uh, Medina and consult these Jews. They're asking them, like, we there is this person who. Uh, in Mecca, says that he is a prophet. Uh, this is, you know, what he does. This is how he is. You have the knowledge of these issues. Uh, tell us what you think. Do you think that he is a messenger? They say yes, he is a messenger. But then, when he invites them, they refuse because they want the messenger to be from, uh, to be of their kind, to be an Israelite, to be Jewish, uh, and they reject. The message so this is the, the, this is perhaps today we, we could call this like negative harmful nationalism as opposed to truthfulness as opposed to uh, you know holding truth up elevating truth right so Ustad Nursi says by pointing to this incident the, the incident that is mentioned in the verse is that you know rocks crumble from God's uh, you know majesty they crush and scatter right but within that general 
general observation there is the, there is an indication to this specific incident which then is a specific message to the people of Moses look mountains composed of rocks crush and scatter out of his gods oh how do you find where do you find the courage to not tremble with his oh right the, the message came you know that this is this is a true prophet he came from God he came with God's command where do you find the courage to not tremble with his God's oh and to keep your hearts rigid and hard how do you maintain that you know, recalcitrance while you know and have seen that God held Mount Sinai over you to take the covenant and that the mountain crumbled in the incident of the request of vision now by extension we can also turn to ourselves and address the same question to ourselves how do you find the courage to not tremble with God's oh and to have a rigid and hard heart and of course we all need to turn and look into our hearts is it rigid is it hard is it in a state of awe before God is that state of awe making it submit to God's command and oneness or is it paying lip service to the testimony of faith but going about in this world as if God does not exist is it verbally acknowledging God's existence and divinity and lordship but in its daily affairs uh, submitting to the requirements of the world that are that are constituted structured in a way that denies God's existence divinity and lordship or at least disregards God's existence divinity and lordship we need to turn to ourselves and ask this question how can we not crumble before this majesty crumble apart before this majesty that's a big question that is a big question in the last episode I think we um, or maybe one of the previous episodes we referred to the incident of the slaughtering of the cow right the cow was um, a matter of livelihood for the Jews and others living in Egypt at the time when God tells them you know slaughter the cow they, they, they need to slaughter something that they associate with their livelihood it is not you know it is not such a simple thing as you know every year we slaughter millions of cows and eat them right that's not the case it seems the way we observe among uh, Hindus uh, and, and you know, Buddhists you know some of the Eastern religions today they attributed some some kind of uh, sanctity to the cow now they need to slaughter that cow slaughter that sense of sanctity and slaughter that sense of reliance on the cow because there is no one but God to rely upon now by extension what do we rely upon today our industry our jobs our salaries um, our wealth our social status etc etc well I mean, this doesn't mean that we should you know donate or scatter away all wealth we have give up our jobs um you know give up our social status etc no the the point is is any of these things exceeding our um our subordination our slavehood to our lord is any of these being becoming a means 
for for us to fall away from our Lord. If if we can maintain them as means to serve our Lord, right? Wealth, well, wealth can be used to serve God. Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, brought all his all of his wealth and put in front of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked for donations. Umar radiallahu anh, brought half of it. Uthman radiallahu anh, kept giving and giving and giving, and God and God kept giving to him. But what are all these things a means for? We need to ask that question. And if there are means for us falling away from our Lord, then we need to slaughter them. We either change our course, you know, we stop, uh, we, we stop treating them as if they have some kind of sanctity, or we slaughter them. Now, how can we slaughter something that we associate with our livelihood and attribute sanctity to? Because that's an affair that needs to happen in the heart. Well, that's possible when the heart is filled with God's awe. When the heart recognizes God in his true station or well we, we cannot do that because you know his his true station is beyond our comprehension but as law recognizing his loftiness his majesty his perfection his sanctity as much as our comprehension allows us because when the heart is filled with his awe and with his love love there won't be room room for being old and scared by other uh, concerns there will not be room uh, for being being um, distracted by other laws uh, by, by other loves so that is what we need to think think about here there is a message to all of us hem birinci fıkrada diyor وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارِ Also, it says, the Qur'an says, in the first passage, we just read, right? وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنَ الْأَنْهَارِ For there are rocks from which streams or rivers spring out. Bu fıkra ile dağlardan nebean eden Nil-i Mübarek, Dicle ve Fırat gibi ırmakları hatırlatmakla taşların evamiri tekviniyeye karşı ne kadar harika nüma ve mucizevari bir surette mazhar ve musahhar olduğunu ifham eder ve onunla böyle bir manayı müteyakkız kalplere veriyor ki With this passage, by reminding about the blessed Nile, Tigris and Euphrates, and these are obviously three um, rivers. Nile is a river that flows through, uh, starts around like Uganda uh, and fl flows through uh, Sudan and Egypt and deposits into the Mediterranean. Uh, Tigris and Euphrates are rivers that start in Anatolia and flow into Mesopotamia. And Mesopotamia is the region between these two rivers, right? So by reminding about the Blessed Nile, the Tigris and the Euphrates, which spring forth from mountains, the Quran calls to mind how marvelously and miraculously do rocks become loci of appearance for and are subjugated to the creational commands. So what is mentioned in the verse is, for there are rocks from which streams spring out. You know, we think this, this is something Again, in quotation marks, ordinary, right? If you go around and about the world, you will observe this in the physical features of the earth. But if you look at it with an alert heart, as Dr. Nursi will say now, with attention, with the, uh, with the, with the true perspective, and Ustad Nursi calls this manaya harfi, right? The, the other indicative meaning with the 
with a perspective that looks for what the sign points to that acknowledges and perceives the artifacts in the creation as messages from the Lord if you look with that perspective right look what will happen by reminding about the blessed Nile the Tigris and the Euphrates which spring forth from mountains the Quran calls to mind how marvelously and miraculously do rocks become low appearance for and are subjugated to the creational commands why these three uh, rivers there may be other rivers too but these are rivers that were known uh, in Arabian Peninsula in the in the you know central lands of Islam where it was it was born these are rivers that the people who were the initial addressees of the Quran knew and the more we know about rivers in the world the more uh, the, the validity and strength of this message should increase for us it calls to mind how marvelously and miraculously do rocks become loci or appearance for and are subjugated to the creational commands i mean if you have ever uh, traveled to the point where a river starts it's an amazing thing i mean i did it once in my life and it was not a very big river but even then it was an amazing thing you look you are you know at the top of the mountain so if you think about gravity uh, you know you, you don't even you, you should not even think of the entire mountain because you are at the top of the mountain so whatever uh, section of the mountain is left from that elevation to the zenith of the mountain there the water is stored there's a reservoir for this water and it keeps gushing forth coming and coming and coming not finishing and you think like how is this happening of course there is a there's an ecology of course there is an aspect of this that is built into the wisdom that we just mentioned as to like how things relate to one another right but after a point your your your your mouth your jaw falls and you're like no this cannot happen this is too much so much water cannot continually come now with climate changes uh, global warming etc we see that rivers are drying uh, you know a, a, an important a really important ecological disaster that happened for instance was the drying of the rlc not only rivers but even seas are drying right but this does not mean that it is the means the means that that are the sources of these waters that are drying only no our human attitude the harm that we do in the metaphysical realm that too is a cause for uh, for divine mercy to not sending the water that he he was sending before but anyway let's go back to the the text it calls to mind how marvelously and miraculously do rocks become low appearance for and are subjugated to the creational commands why Ustad Nursi is going to explain that's why I'm not going into too much detail now through this it provides a meaning like the following two hearts in attention now two hearts in attention not to any heart but to hearts that are alert that are attentive that are paying attention to the right thing that are not heedless that are not turning the other way because they know that if they stay gazing this way and if they see reality there will be implications of that reality in their lives and because they don't want those reality uh, those implications they turn away from reality no hearts that are in attention şöyle azim ırmakların elbette mümkün değil şu dağlar hakiki menbaları olsun çünkü faraza o dağlar tamamen su kesilse ve mahruti birer havuz olsalar o büyük nehirlerin şöyle süratli ve kesretli cereyanlarına muvazeneyi kaybetmeden birkaç ay ancak dayanabilirler ve o kesretli mesarife karşı galiben bir metre kadar toprakta nüfuz eden yağmur kafi varidat olamaz demek ki şu enharın nebeanları adi ve tabii ve tesadüfi bir iş değildir belki pek harika bir surette Fatır-ı Zülcelal onları sırf hazineyi gaybtan akıttırıyor of course it is not possible for mountains to be the true origins of such tremendous rivers 
true origins of such tremendous rivers. This is because if, for the sake of argument, those mountains turned into water completely, like the entire mountain became water, and became conical reservoirs, like mountains are usually conical, right? So imagine that conical shape of the mountain completely as a reservoir. In the face of the swift and abundant flow of those great rivers, they could only last for a few months without losing equilibrium. What equilibrium? That you know, there, there is, there is a, uh, there is an incoming of water, right? It's raining, it is snowing, so there is an income, but then the river is gushing forth. There is an outflow. There is an inflow and outflow, and there is an equilibrium in the inflow and outflow with, you know, seasonal changes. The water keeps coming. Rain, which for the most part penetrates soil about a meter cannot provide enough inflow for that abundant expenditure. In that case, the way these rivers spring forth is not an ordinary, natural, and coincidental affair. Rather, the majestic originator, the majestic originator is making them flow purely, purely from the treasure of the unseen in an exceedingly wondrous fashion. Now again, we do observe causes. We do observe means for this in the material world. But if we thought about it with through true attention, we would notice that the means in and of themselves, by themselves, is not sufficient for this to happen. And even then, the means also need to be coming from somewhere. There has to be a source for the means too. That's why you know we we, we refer to rain as uh, rahma, mercy. We say mercy is raining, rahma is raining. It is for, from the merciful. That water, that rain comes from the merciful. Yes, it evaporates and winds carry the clouds, etc., etc. But why is all that happening, and how is all that happening? Who created it to happen in this way? These are not ordinary, natural, or coincidental affairs. Rather, the majestic originator, God, who is majestic and who conceived, willed, and created what we observe around us in this way, without precedent, originated it without precedent, he made it in this way. He is making them flow purely from the treasure of the unseen in an exceedingly wondrous fashion. İşte bu sırra işareten bu manayı ifade için hadiste rivayet ediliyor ki o üç nehrin her birine cennetten birer katre her vakit damlıyor ve ondan bereketlidirler. Hem bir rivayette denilmiş ki şu üç nehrin menbaları cennettendir. Şu rivayetin hakikati şudur ki, madem esbab-ı maddiye şunların bu derece kesretli nebe anına kabil değildir, elbette menbaları bir alemi gaybdadır ve gizli bir hazine-i rahmetten gelir ki, masarifle varidatın muvazenesi devam eder. Thus, to express this meaning, it is narrated in a prophetic tradition that the Prophet sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem said, that is, point to, pointing to this secret, and Ustad Nusi does not quote the prophetic tradition as is. He uh, quotes, quotes it in meaning. Every moment a drop falls from paradise in each of those rivers. That is why they are blessed. And this is a prophetic tradition that is found in uh, Sahih Muslim and Musnad, uh, Musnad Ahmed, Ahmed ibn Hanbal, uh, radiyallahu anhuma. So it is a pretty strong prophetic tradition. Every moment, a drop falls from paradise into each of those rivers, that is, uh, the Nile, the Tigris, and the Euphrates, and that is why they are blessed. Also, it is said in a narration, the origin of these uh, three rivers is paradise. And this is mentioned both in uh, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. The reality of this narration is this. Since material causes are not capable of producing their abundant flow, of course 
their origin is in the unseen realm and comes from a hidden treasure of mercy and thus their inflow and expenditure continue in equilibrium they don't dry up even though looking only at the you know, material circumstances it doesn't really make sense that they are going to be flowing with such abundance if you think of the amount of water that the, the Nile is depositing into the Mediterranean or that Euphrates and Tigris are depositing or you know think of other rivers like Mississippi is depositing the Amazon River is depositing that's an amazing amount of water and you know our jaws have to fall and we have to be filled with oh and we have to recognize that there is something that is beyond the material physical um observable reality that, that is before our eyes that is something there is something beyond that this the source of this is somewhere else as we as we um as we say as we think when we turn around and look at the entire creation the cosmos we cannot explain the cosmos with reference to the cosmos doesn't work it must be coming from somewhere else the source of the cosmos cannot be in the cosmos because when the cosmos did not exist the cosmos did not exist and the cosmos that did not exist cannot be the cause of the cosmos so simple we go around and look the the origin of these rivers the spring the you know the springs and of course there isn't only one spring they you know multiple sources unite to make such a large volume of water right but even then we look and we think about how that volume of water is being carried from oceans from the ground up to the mountain tops imagine the amount of energy that this that this requires right how this is set up in a way to facilitate human existence the existence of life in this world our jaws have to fall and we have to be filled with awe işte Kur'an Hakim şu manayı ihtarla şöyle bir ders veriyor ki der so the all-wise Quran offers such a lesson by reminding about this meaning and says Ey Beni İsrail ve Ey Beni Adem Kalp katılığı ve kasavetinizle öyle bir zat-ı Zülcelal'in evamirine karşı itaatsizlik ediyorsunuz ve öyle bir şemsi sermediğinin ziyai marifetine gafletle gözlerinizi yumuyorsunuz ki Mısır'ınızı cennet suretine çeviren Nil-i Mübarek gibi koca nehirleri adi, camid, taşların ağızlarından akıtıp mucizat-ı kudretini, şevahid-i vahdaniyetini, o koca nehirlerin kuvvet ve zuhur ve ifazaları derecesinde kainatın kalbine ve zeminin dimağına vererek cin ve insin kulüp ve okulüne isale ediyor. Hem hissiz, camid bazı taşları böyle acip bir tarzda mucizat-ı kudretine mazhar etmesi, güneşin ziyası güneşi gösterdiği gibi o Fatır-ı Zülcelal'i gösterdiği halde nasıl onun o nur marifetine karşı kör olup görmüyorsunuz all the children of israel and the children of adam now earlier in some of the passages ustad nursi said all the children of israel only but then here he says the children of ad he adds the children of adam right so that is why i have been expanding the meaning and saying yes this is ustad nursi interprets this uh, as an address to the children of Israel but it is an address to us too us meaning there might be children of Israel among us there may be Jews listening to this too or uh, people of Jewish origin uh, to to non-Jews too to all children of Adam to all human beings this is an address to humanity and also the jinn all those who have intellect all the children of Israel and the children of Adam with your rigidity and hard-heartedness you are disobeying the commands of such a majestic entity 
You are closing your eyes heedlessly to the radiant light of such a perpetual sun's gnosis, knowledge, that by making mighty rivers, so what kind of a perpetual sun, what kind of a majestic entity is that? By making mighty rivers like the blessed Nile, which turns your Egypt into paradise, by making them flow from the mouths of ordinary and solid rocks, then consigning to the heart of the cosmos and the earth's core, he, God, pours the miracles of his power and the witnesses of his entitative oneness into the hearts and the intellects of the jinn and the mankind to the degree of the strength, appearance, and effusion of those mighty rivers. And those are mighty rivers. Their strength, their appearance, and their effusion is powerful. So don't take it lightly. The one that in that state of rigidity and hard-heartedness that you are disobeying, the majestic entity, right? God, this is one indication of his, his majesty and his radiant light. It is, of course, not limited to rivers. This is one of them. But look at how awe-inspiring, how grand, how, how grand, how majestic this one example is, this one indication is. By making mighty rivers like the blessed Nile flow from the mouths of ordinary and solid rocks. Right? Squeeze rock. Will you get any water? You, you won't. Rock is not a place where you expect water to come out if you were if if we were born on a different planet we did we, we had no understanding of how things work on this planet this earth and we were sent down here by with a you know spaceship or something and we were walking and we were perhaps put on a you know mountain top where it was all like hard dry rock we wouldn't expect water to be coming out of those solid rocks but by doing this he that is god pours the miracles of his power and the witnesses of his entitative oneness that there is only one source the rock cannot be the source there is only one source and that is one the witnesses the rock and the water gushing forth from the rock are witnesses of his entitative power they are they are witnesses they are indications of his his power the miraculousness of what we uh, as a result of our heedlessness think as ordinary right he is pouring into the hearts and the intellects of the jinn and the mankind we are we are human beings we are of the mankind we need to recognize we need to recognize what is being poured into our hearts. Also, while that he makes some insentient, unfeeling, and solid rocks, the locus of appearance of the miracles of his power in such an amazing way that shows the majestic originator as radiant sunlight shows the sun. How? How is it that you are blinded to the luminous light of his knowledge his gnosis and you do not see it right he is making insentient and solid rocks the locus of appearance of his miracles of power in in this amazing way and there's a side note here we are going to read uh, at the end inshallah and by doing this he is showing the um this miraculousness of how these solid rocks uh, are are appear to be the source of such miraculous amounts of water right that shows the majestic originator that shows that there is a majestic originating divine being behind all of this the way sunlight shows the sun in midday you go out it's all bright and daylight you don't have to 
look around with a telescope or something and find the sun and point to it to know that the sun is out that that that there is a source for this light you cannot because if you try to look at the sun you would be dazzled you would not be able to see you would be blinded so you do not look at the sun directly but you look at the si signs of the sun and the foremost sign of the sun is the sunlight so Ustad Nursi is saying this incident that we have been talking about shows the majestic origin originator as sunlight shows the sun yet how is it that you are blinded to the luminous light of his gnosis his knowledge and you do not see it you should not be you should not be so blinded these are signs that point to him and if you read them properly with a humble and alert heart and with a humble and alert intellect there is no way for you to fail to see it işte şu üç hakikate nasıl bir belagat giydirilmiş gör ve belagat irşadiyeye dikkat et acaba hangi kasavet ve katılık vardır ki böyle hararetli şu belagat irşada karşı dayanabilsin ezilmesin so see what eloquence has been clothed on these three realities and the three realities uh, if if you remember at the beginning we read parts of sections of three verses and these were you know subject to the whispering of satan saying you know what what is the point in mentioning such ordinary events right no these are not these are not ordinary events ordinary in the sense that they are readily available for our comprehension readily available for our observation they are easy for us to grasp but not ordinary not ordinary with regard to the meanings that they express and by loading such seemingly simple ordinary phenomena with such tremendous significant meanings the quran is you know showing showing its eloquence that is eloquence see what eloquence has been clothed on these three realities pay attention to the rightly guiding eloquence it is not just any eloquence not eloquence for the sake of eloquence no it is eloquence that guides to truth wonder what hardness and rigidity exists out there that can withstand the heat of the eloquence of such rightful guidance and escape being crushed again there's a metaphorical expression here right it is heat that makes rocks become liquid that liquefies rocks into magma what rigidity and hardness exists out there that can withstand the heat of the eloquence of such rightful guidance and escape being crushed işte baştan buraya kadar anladınsa Kur'an-ı Hakim'in irşadi bir lemaat-ı ecazını gör Allah'a şükret so if you have understood from the beginning of beginning to this point you have seen a flash of the miraculousness of the all-wise Quran in providing rightful guidance then if you have understood this show gratitude to God say Alhamdulillah say um, you know praise be to God thanks be to God gratitude be to God uh, before we finish inshallah I want to read the uh, side note the second uh, side note in this uh, section actually uh, the first one was uh, in the previous episode haşiye 2 Nili mübarek cebeli kamerden çıktığı gibi Dicle'nin en mühim bir şubesi Van vilayetinden, Müküs nahiyesinden bir kayanın mağarasından çıkıyor. Fırat'ın da mühim bir şubesi Diyadin taraflarında bir dağın eteğinden çıkıyor. Dağların aslı hilkaten bir madde-i mayiadan incimad etmiş taşlar olduğu fenden sabittir. Tesbihat-ı nebeviyeden olan Subhane men besatal arda ala ma'in cemed Subhane men besatal arda ala ma'in cemed Kat'i delalet ediyor ki Aslı hilkatı arz şöyledir ki Aslı hilkatı arz şöyledir ki su gibi bir madde emri ilahi ile incimad eder taş olur. Taş izni ilahi ile toprak olur. Tesbiteki arz lafzı toprak demektir. 
Demek su çok yumuşaktır üstünde durulmaz. Taş çok serttir ondan istifade edilmez. Onun için Hakim-i Rahim toprağı taş üstünde serer, üstünde serer, zevil hayata makar eder. Side note 2 As the Blessed Nile originates from the mountains of the moon Now mountains of the moon is a you know, somewhat legendary uh, mountain going back to uh, early Greek geographical understanding of the world uh, but you know the origins of uh, the, the the river nile have been identified and now this is associated with a particular mountain but i will keep the you know mountains of the moon here it originates from a particular mountain right as the blessed nile originates from the mountains of the moon a most significant tributary of the tigris originates tigris is the river digile or tigris uh, in, in Mesopotamia originates from the cave of a rock in the Mucus sub-district of the Van province and a significant tributary of the Euphrates originates from the skirts of a mountain in the region of Diyadin. These are both in southeast, eastern, eastern rather, Anatolia. It is scientifically established that the foundation of mountains is rocks created through the solidification of a liquid substance. Among the formulaic glorifications of the Prophet, Subhana man basat al-arda ala ma'in jamad definitively indicates that the origin of the Earth's creation is like this. Now this is a uh, formulaic glorification, a, an, an expression of uh, God's glory, and that is narrated from the Prophet wasallam, meaning glory be to the one who spread the Earth on solidified water. So Ustad Nursi is saying this this definitively indicates that the origin of the earth's creation is like this. He's interpreting this uh, verse. With divine command, a water-like substance, right? So when the uh, the uh, tradition says ma, water, it does not have to mean um, H2O. It doesn't have to be be the you know, chemical water that we know as uh, water it, it can also mean liquid right definitively indicates that the origin of the earth's creation is like this with divine command a water-like liquid substance solidifies and becomes rock then rock becomes soil with divine permission the word ard in this uh, formula that is earth in the glorification means soil let me use the word earth for you know soil too. That is, water is too soft, one cannot stand on it. If the surface of the earth, the world, was covered with water only, we would not be able to find a, a place to settle. One cannot stand on, one cannot settle on it. Rock, on the other hand, is too hard, it cannot be benefited from. And how could we cultivate rock? Therefore, the all-wise merciful one who knows our needs, who knows our cap capabilities, and who has created the earth like a cradle to meet our needs and capacity, right? The all-wise merciful one, out of his mercy and wisdom, spreads soil on rock and makes it a seed for the possessors of life. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. MashaAllah. Subhanaka. La ilmalana illa ma alamtana innak antal alimul hakim. Glory be to you. O God, glory be to you. We have no knowledge other than that which you have taught us. Indeed, you are all knowing, all wise. And this is uh, also from uh, the second chapter of the Quran, Surah Al Baqarah, verse thir uh, 32. And Ustad Nursi finishes uh, this station, this section of the 20th word um, with a supplication. We will read that and then uh, finish insha'Allah. Allahumma fahimna asrar al-Qur'ani kema tuhibbu wa tarda. O God, make us understand the secrets of the Qur'an as you love as you prefer, as you love, and as you are pleased with. وَوَفِقْنَا لِخِدْمَتِهِ 
and grace us with serving the Quran. Amin. Birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Amin. With your mercy, O the most merciful of the merciful ones. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala man unzila alayhi al Quran al Hakim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. O God, send your blessings and peace on the one to, to whom the Quran was revealed, the, the all-wise Quran was revealed, and to his family and companions all together. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhirul da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatiha as-salamat.